When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> Whoops. Hello, it's Ben here. So if you listened to the original release of this podcast episode, you may have noticed that it went a bit wonky at the 15-minute mark. That's because in the editing software that we use, when you drag two clips together, accidentally in this case, they overlap and it puts a big old crossfade between the two, resulting in what I imagine a bunch of monkeys at the zoo talking about video games might sound like. So instead of editing the whole thing again, what I've done is ripped the audio from the YouTube video instead, which means that this episode, this audio episode, now has the music in between the different sections. Shall we try this again? Anyway, apologies, and have fun. Stay safe. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. Peter, we survived the spookiest week of the year. Or did we? I actually died. Okay. I actually died 10 years ago this very night. Tell me about it, you spooky bitch. What's uh, going on? I'm here just to give you a... I'm a, har a harbinger of doom. A harbinger? Yeah. You can't stop binging on hars. No, har... I just, I just give me all the heart. I've just discovered Haas and I want to watch all six seasons of it in one go, please. Um, what? Sorry, what was that? Haas. I want to watch all six. I'm, I'm binging Haas. Oh, okay. I'm binge watching. I thought for a second that Haas might actually be no, a TV show that I could be. That I wasn't. Anyway, this is a video game podcast. Yeah. Um, we we talk about video games and video game video game stuff and hit TV show Haas and the hit TV show Haas, which mm. um, Peter actually had a starring role in, which yes. is why he keeps name dropping it all yeah. the time. That's right. We got a sponsor, Peter. Is it a hit TV show Haas? No. What? No. Is it? Is it? T no. Oh. It's not. Okay. You keep throwing me with this with this hit <laughs> hit television show that you may or may not have been party to at some point. This sponsor, uh, the sponsor this week is, and I've written it down. Mm. We travel Gifar Hero. We travel Gifar Hero. Right now, we travel Gifar Hero is a service that you can hire. To come and play live music in your living room with plastic instruments. Now, you, you, My Chemical Romance, right? You know that one? Yeah, I think I know that one. Fallout Bob, you your, know that your, one? Your Chemical Romance. Your Chemical Romance. Yeah. Fallout Bob. Yeah. Uh, the food, the food flaunters. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? Uh, deep, uh, deep, deep red. 
Yeah, System of Adam. System of Adam. Um, whom, whom, whom else? Um, Kisk. Kisk. Kisk is a big one. Mm. Uh, Avenged uh, Seven Times Table. You know that one? Avenged Seven. Uh, Avenged Seven Times Table. I don't know if I do know that one. You've got um, uh, Dogs and Force. Yeah, nickel, Dogs and Force. Nickel Front. Nickel Front. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge one. There was one more. Um, I'm trying to remember what they're called. Oh, yes, the Beepers. The Beepers. You remember the Beepers? Yeah. You've got Rongo, uh, <laughs> Jorb, yeah. Stan, and... Michael uh, Collins. And Michael Collins yeah. are the Beepos. You can... They they cost too much money to bring in. You yeah. can't bring the Beepos in anymore. No. Not because they're dead, mostly. Most... Half the way. If you round up. Are you a half... Are you a glass half empty guy or a glass half full guy? Are you a Beatles guy? half dead when, guy when it comes, when it comes guy. to be- Beepo's deaths? I'm Boptimist, yeah. You're a Boptimist, okay. They're still half alive. Okay, well, if you want fewer than half of the Beepos, then you're going to have to pay a huge amount of money. But with the... We... With the We Travel Gifar Hero mm. tribute act, you, it's a fraction of the cost. They play... All sorts of events. They can come in. It's really cheap. Really cheap. In fact, you pay them. They take payment in white goods and uh, and meals from Nando's. Yeah. Which is a, a, just a brilliant business model, if I do say so myself. It is. That's a good idea. I can't believe no one's done it before. And do they they come from a long way away? Is that the point of the brand there? Well, the travel it, Gaffar hero. I think that's... It's not so much that they come from far away. as that they're willing to go far away to, to fulfill their... Obligations. Are you sure you're not mispronounced? Is it not an Aladdin-themed uh, No, it's not band? Jafar Hero. We've traveled Jafar There was Hero. a lengthy legal battle about that. Right. They only played, like, three Disney songs. And as we all know, you can't play Disney songs, even if you're an enthusiast. No. You, you'll, get, you'll get the Disney police who'll come and knock down your door. Yeah. So, no, we traveled Jafar Hero. Your nan won't understand it, but she'll love the music. Mm. Um, you've got to turn the TV up loud, because otherwise it's just lots of sort of, uh, you know... Oh, that's the sound of the guitar, the plastic guitars. That's their, that's their tools of the trade. Yeah. They're available right now for hire. You just need to go to wetravelgafirehero.com forward slash events forward slash tickets forward slash information dot php forward slash live. Java applet colon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I believe you. Really? I think that's a lie. You think that's a lie? Because in fact, <gasps> on this show, we don't have real sponsors. No! Apart from the real good people who donate to us on Patreon and uh, in so doing are given the benefit of being able to ask questions for this very podcast, even the $1 tier. You fools, we got you, we got you again. (laughs) Oh, we get you every time. You idiots, you idiots. How long have we been recording for? Oh, six days. Yeah. Six actual it, it days. It felt like that. Let's start with a question, shall we? Quickly. From prolific supporter Stephen Scott. Oh, Thank you, Stephen. Hello, Ben and Peter. It was quite it was quite a rough start for WWE 2K20. It quite. sure was. Yeah. And I've come to question if this game series should continue to be an annual release. What do you guys think? Should WWE stop releasing a game every single year and take a few breaks now and then? Or was this year's game just a product of a bad production year? Personally, I think it should take a break. Thanks for all the wonderful things, the wonderful and amazing work you guys do. Thank you, Stephen. Well, thank you, Stephen, for all the wonderful and amazing support that you give us. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. Uh, well, yeah, it was a rough start, wasn't it? Mm. We So we somewhat danced around this for a time. 
um, because obviously Cultaholic are wrestler boys. Mm-hmm. They are our brothers or sisters in arms mm. uh, in this Mostly office. brothers. Mostly brothers. And, um, you know, we didn't know if we might be treading on toes by publicly saying WWE have done a, a bad thing. Mm. Um, not that we'd ever censor our coverage. It's just, you know, no, it's, but it's, it's just, just not something we would traditionally cover anyway. Yeah, we wouldn't. We, it's, it's almost more their remit than ours. And yeah. also it's kind of like, you know, if... If you don't have anything nice to say, then sometimes don't say anything at all. <laughs> right. Um, but I think at this point, it can't be ignored. Like no. Like say, we're not just going to censor our viewpoint entirely. I think, look, this is clearly a very, very broken game. You know, what started out like, oh, it's a bit oh, it's a bit glitchy, isn't it? Oh, the mm. writing's a bit wink-wonk. Do we need to... Do we need to talk about this now? Yeah, we do need it's, to talk about it. It's this a full now. blown plop storm. I did, you know, we covered it on on Weird News last week, mm. so we have talked about it before. But in, it, Stephen raises a, an interesting point in that, as an annualized franchise, should we should they even release two K twenty one? Should they should they take a year out? I think they yeah. definitely should. They should have done it this year. I have now learned. I will talk about it now rather than in what we play in. I've been playing WWE 2K20 yes. and I hadn't last week because, and I want this to be fully transparent for hashtag ethics in games sort of journalism. <laughs> uh, but as I've spoken about before, I used to write and make videos for Push Square. Mm. We know that one, which is a website we we reference a lot because they do lots of great PlayStation news. Um, and... They they contacted me last week to to take on some freelance work with them, yeah. which I have accepted in order to provide a written review for WWE 2K20. So I have been playing it quite a lot, and it is astonishingly bad. Mm-hmm. I haven't really experienced the kind of levels of winky wonky glitchiness, but it's just not only is it just a fundamentally pretty dull game that's not dissimilar from last year yeah it's had a huge graphical downgrade that cannot be denied various systems have just been changed up for no reason they changed a load of buttons around don't right. know why don't have no idea why it's getting more complicated controls wise as well you're having to press combinations of shoulder buttons and face buttons to do things i'm constantly having to pause the game to have a look at the controls for specific match objectives oh when you're doing the my career mode and the writing in my career mode is unlike anything I have ever experienced. Mm-hmm. It's it's written as a comedy. It absolutely just completely takes the piss out of the uh, the sort of if for want of a better term the prestige of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like it just mocks it. It just completely mocks what wrestling is the whole way through. Yeah. Well. The, the, so one weird thing that I think you told me is that, um, or maybe Adam was saying that like a lot of the matches you actually. So you, you have sort of objectives, and once you've completed them, like sometimes you lose the match anyway because that's mm. the storyline. Yeah, but that's weird because, you know, in a sense, you could argue that for the first time ever, you're playing as a, as an actual. I don't know if there's a, a different word to distinguish like the in-universe like kayfabe character of the superstar mm. versus the person who plays them in, in right. real life, whatever that word would be. Mm-hmm. But your Their shoot name. Yeah, well, yeah, you're playing as, as as the real person who has a job working for WWE. Yeah. Which means that sometimes it will be part of your remit to lose a match because that's mm. how these, you know, they write the stories and stuff. What, do they? It's still real to Did me. You, uh, hello? Yeah. Whereas in, I think, all the previous games, you've almost been playing like the actual in-universe character. So the only successful win state is to actually win a match, right? Mm. 
But that's the that's the problem that I think the 2K series has had for a while now, even with the, their first one a few years ago with the My Career mode. You were... It, the wrestling was treated in in game as a legitimate contest, mm. which is you know par for the course with wrestling because it's, it's suspending your disbelief. It's yeah. like it's like playing through Spider Man. Mm. You know, it's not Spider Man doesn't take a break every few minutes and go, "Hey, uh, Peter Austin sat at home. I'm I'm voice actor such and such. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying my game." But while you're while you're winning while you're tasked with winning these these matches you're also managing t-shirt sales and social mm. media hype and stuff and it's like hang on is it is it like is it meant to be are you do you, are you treating this as real or are you treating this as fake yeah. but this year it is more noticeable than ever not only because you have to lose matches but when you start off in like these crappy little independent shows at the start of the game you're saying like Right, you're wrestling such and such tonight, and they're gonna win. You're like, oh, what? But I want to win. But then when you get to WWE, it's like treated as if it's all real, and it makes they they just cannot what? they cannot pick a lane between whether or not they're actually they're actually wrestlers and this is all real, yeah. or whether hi, I'm Joe Johnson from uh, from Newcastle upon Tyne, yeah. and and I want to be a pro wrestler. This is really exciting. Please to meet you, sir. Please don't hurt me too much in the in the match tonight. I'll try and make you look good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it. They can't pick what they want it to be. Oh, for God's sake! And it's sake. such a weird result. Anyway, yes, they need to take a break because this this year had everything in it that you would expect from an annualized two K game, mm. but it was so unpolished and rushed in almost every aspect that it was absolutely unacceptable. Well, uh, I'd like to... The, the one benefit of the doubt you can potentially give them is that, you know, they reportedly maybe had to rebuild a whole load of stuff that didn't belong to them. Yeah, because um, this is Visual Concepts and Ukes, who are the usual developers, left this year. Yeah, after their departure, they, they sort of... Possibly, I don't know if we even know for sure, but, you know, there may have been stuff that they took with them legally that mm. 2k could then no longer use um but so if if that is like the main reason that this has happened then arguably you know once they've had like a year to fix all of this mess you know they'll then just start recycling those assets and it might start working again mm. but in any case i think like it's always a bit dangerous just to have this mentality of like we're doing annualized releases we're doing it we're doing it because you just set yourself this 12 month deadline mm -hmm. that's just you have to you have to meet that deadline. Like it's impossible. Like you can't, you can't push it back an extra six months or a year if you think, no. oh, we could really make this better in six months' time. Like you, you just can't because it's an annualized release. So I've never understood that either because the Formula One games do actually come out in the year they're supposed to. I right. know you want to get ahead of it really, so you can sell as many copies as possible. Mm. But the fact that you can buy FIFA, you know, 2020 or whatever FIFA yeah. twenty in September mm. <laughs> it's mad it's yeah. crazy um no they need more time they need to take more time not only because clearly their their workload was radically different this year but also because it was just crap yeah and it's unacceptable and people won't buy it anymore it's a laughing stock mm. it's being made and it's this is the worst kind of backlash when you're being memed you know yeah. Fallout 76 Mass Effect Andromeda they are standout terrible games mm. not because they betrayed everything that those series stood for but because that they were so hilariously broken that they became laughing stocks off yeah. the internet and that is not what you want you don't recover from that easily no no it's very difficult to, pull, to, to come back from but you know the the best the best wwe games 
were the non-annual ones, you know. Yeah, like they were. You, you think you think back to you know ones that just had here subtitles. comes the pain. Yeah, exactly. They had they didn't even have commentary. Here, here comes the pain had no commentary and it just had this weird early two thousands sort of <laughs> music in the background yeah. all the time and it was exhausting. But it was so good. It was so good. It just means they can spend a bit longer on it. They don't have to just force it. I'm going to sneeze. Force it into twelve. <gasps> uh, first row. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, okay. Well, yeah. Later. Those, those are our thoughts on that. The interest. I think they should just get more studios working on them. Yeah. Come out with different kinds of games. They've had a W. I looked it up. They've had a WWE game released every every single year for nearly twenty years. Wow. Now. Um, but they haven't all been made by one studio. Yeah. They've been, you know, they were different. They had games exclusive to different consoles. They had all sorts. And now... Crush Hour. Crush Hour. Judgment Day. Shut your mouth. Here comes the pain. Just bring it. Just bring it. And then you get to... And then they sort of annualized it with SmackDown versus Raw. And then it was like WWE 13, four, uh, uh, sort of 12 and 13. And then 2K took it over. And mm. it's been 2K ever since. But the annualized is fine and it's exciting. But if you're going to do little more than a roster update, then you need to, uh, you, you just need to take more time. You need to take more time. I think we agree, Stephen. In in conclusion, we agree. In conclusion. Mm. Speaking of things we're playing, mm-hmm. it's time to talk about what we play in. Oh. Peter, tell me what you play in. I've been playing a, a couple of games rather close to my heart this oh. week one of them i thought we discovered you didn't have a heart last week uh so you were a hollow boy. rather close to the hole the just cavity by my left lung yeah okay um that's why the hole is there so that i actually keep them in there oh with me at all times it's a handy u- utility pocket yes yes utility hole nice um so i one of them unfortunately is becoming less and less defensible as time goes on oh so there's been they do monthly updates, in fact, uh, to Star Wars Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. You know, the game that also had a really bad release. It wasn't quite as meme as uh as as the, the other games that you've mentioned. Just bad business but practices. It was, just, it was close. There were definitely some some memes. Mm-hmm. There uh, were. Uh but so that that has always been a quite a difficult game to sort of defend. And I, I never really try and push it on people like, it's actually really good. Um, I just think, well, you know, it's got a decent story, but yeah. I understand that people don't like the uh, the, the loot crate uh, system involved, and neither do I, in fact. Mm. Um, there's actually two in-game currencies. There's one that you earn as you play, but there's a completely separate one that you hardly earn at all. You earn a little bit in, like, daily crates or monthly crates or weekly crates or something. But doesn't that make you want to buy some? No. No, it doesn't. It That's makes, weird. makes me want to really angrily and stubbornly sit tight and not do anything. <laughs> Fortunately, that currency is only... You only really spend it on, like, emotes and stuff. It's not right. like to unlock characters. Flossing, you know. Yeah, exactly. you, ever, you ever see Jar Jar Binks floss? Oh, Star Wars please. Battlefront 2. Yeah, when are they going to add Jar Jar as a playable hero? He's the key to all this. He is the key to all this. Um, so that was all that. We all know what happened with Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um... I picked it up uh, the other day, partly because I've been watching the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars claymation, claymation series, yeah, uh, and I'm quite enjoying it. And I know that like some of the content in Battlefront is actually Clone Wars related. And I thought, oh, I might have a new appreciation for this mm. now if I'm going to play it. Um, there was an update on, I think Saturday or Sunday. Uh, it completely like broke the game for console for most what? console users. 
Okay. Um, PC players weren't really affected by this, but Xbox and PS4 players were finding that they were getting very, very frequent crashes to the point that most people were unable to finish any match. In fact, I couldn't even get into a match um, because I was messing with my uh, costumes and weapon loadouts and stuff before I even launched the game properly. And I just got this crash. I just a big, I was like, oh, oh, that's that's not very good. So then I relaunched the game. I was like, maybe it was just a, a one-off, we'll see. And I got a little, a little message when the game booted, which said, uh, sorry, your, your game save has been corrupted. Um, press X to overwrite. That was the only option. I was wow. like, what? What do you mean? Um, so I backed out of that. I was like, well, I'm going to close this. And I looked online and apparently loads and loads of people were having this issue. Uh, there was a way I was able to recover my save data from the cloud. Um, all the all the multiplayer stuff was actually stored server side, so people weren't actually even if they were losing their save, they weren't actually losing all their their unlocks and right. stuff. But it, you were losing your single player uh, things, and um, they finally released a hot fix yesterday, and it is now fixed. And I enjoyed some Battlefront yesterday, but That's like I say, mad. it's just becoming more and more difficult to say to people, "Oh, maybe you should give it a chance." Uh, well, maybe you give it a go. Maybe it's not they that should bad. just check their. Check their goddamn patches before they release. Yeah, maybe them. they should. They're they're freaking the freaking fricks. Freaking fricks. When will you learn? Yeah, your actions. Have when will you learn that your actions have consequences? So that's what I've been playing. Um, but in that downtime, while I was waiting, well, partly when I was waiting for the the patch to download, mm. uh, I just launched um, Spyro Reignited. Hey, which was nice, just because ma, 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 ba, ma, ma, ma. I was already sitting on my sofa. I'd put the disc in for Battlefront, and then I realized there was a patch to download. It was like, oh, well, I'm not getting up. <sighs> I'll just play a digital game that I've got already installed <laughs> and Spyro was there. So I've played through Spyro 1 this week in in like Amazing. two or three sittings, which was nice. Oh, that must have been a, a nice trip. It's what I needed after yeah? almost losing... I bet. Comfort gaming. Yeah, absolutely. After EA almost took everything from you. God, yeah. It's a real tight spot, but... Bunch of billies. I'm now really enjoying Battlefront again now that it actually works, but uh, yeah. Good. I don't feel like anyone else should feel the need to. <laughs> oh, God. What a um, ringing endorsement. Yeah. We've got no friends on the desk, I've just realized. Oh, no. Where are they? Billy. Yeah. They're usually on our our desks next to each other, but I swear I glanced at them and I couldn't see them there, so I thought, oh, they must be already on the table. Billy's definitely there. He's holding that picture of us, isn't he? Oh, God, he is, isn't he? Oh, st stupid us. Well, we'll put a, we'll do a camera cut in five minutes and put him on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> for people watching at home. I've played uh, a number of things. Played a little bit more Borderlands 3. I have finished the story now. Oh, man, the ending's not great. Oh, no. It's a bit, it's a bit cheesy. Oh. It's a bit cheesy and sort of has an emotional sort of... Uh, it, it tries to get an emotional payoff after a 20-second cutscene. And, and it was just... It was kind of comical. And what? I don't think that's what they went for. They were going for. Why are all, all our favorite franchises fricking us in the A? I don't, I don't know. The thing is, I love Borderlands 3, and I've really, really enjoyed it. It's definitely one of my favorite games of the year. Yeah. Easily. Um, but, yeah, it was just weird. Like, I, I, obviously, I'm not going to talk specifics, but it was just... No. It just tried to force this emotional moment that was like, I'm not invested in this at all. This, mm -hmm. is, this is something that's just, just been thrust on me now. And then the credits rolled, it plays some cheesy music, and, and I was sat there with my friend over, like, PSN chat, just like, no, really? 
No, come on. You're pulling my leg. Someone's going to like fart or something or there's right. going to be an explosion. But no, they went for a sincere moment and it didn't work. It is quite the song choice. From- yeah, I've told you. I told you about it when yeah. we were walking into work. It's, um, yeah, people who've played it will know what I mean. I love that game. I'm going to get the platinum, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know. I'm, I'm not sure exactly when. I'll, I'll continue to chip away at it, I think. I'm, I'm pretty close, though. It shouldn't take too long. Yeah. Uh, the Halloween stuff is going on at the moment, and that's good fun as well. New area, mm-hmm. new 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 mission, Mishwins. Missions. And so on, which is good. Like that kind of stuff. Uh, what else? Uh, the Outer Worlds, obviously. We've covered that. I did a stream on that. People are really enjoying that game, and I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I think someone mentioned on my stream actually one of the reasons that obsidian the developers fell out with bethesda is because they didn't get their bonus pay for for one of the many reasons they didn't get their bonus pay for fallout new vegas because it got an 84 and in order to get their bonus pay they needed an 85 on metacritic and it's that level of pettiness where the quality of their work is judged by metacritic in terms of what they what they deserve to be paid that's That's the kind of messed up thing the outer worlds has an 85 on metacritic which is brilliant yeah uh it's a really good game i still haven't had a chance to sit down and play it properly because i've been finishing off borderlands mm-hmm. and now i'm playing wwe 2k20 which i i hate <laughs> so much <laughs> um so i will get back to it soon but there's a there's going to be a stream going up uh, with barbara piss on it i made her really stupid and it's great because she's like super brawny and not very clever oh yeah and you get you get dumb options to reply to things with so she just replies in really stupid slow ways to certain things well back in the original fallout games mm. uh you could have a character with intelligence zero or one right and almost all the dialogue options were just <laughs> just grunts uh, and you could play the entire game like that and people would react to you as they're like oh oh well you're I'm, like this are you i'm sure you're good in a fight but uh oh she's <laughs> not not got much between the ears yeah huh? exactly yeah so the writing is fantastic i'm looking forward to, to really getting stuck into that again but uh, that's that's what i well, that's what i've been playing there's a an obi-wan kenobi reference in that game apparently obert one kenobi an obert one Kenobit, uh where some robot comes up to you and says let me see your id Mm. And you just say, there's a persuade option that's, you don't need to see my identification. And then it just goes, I don't need to see your identification. <laughs> and then you can say, move along. And it just goes, move along. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Pretty cool. My friend was telling me last night about how he had leveled up his charm and intelligence. Mm. And when when he was caught stealing, someone said, hey, you're stealing. Stop stealing. And he was able to say, I'm not stealing. And they went, oh, well, carry on then. <laughs> and then just walked away because he met the intelligence or the charm check, which is great. I, I love that in RPGs. When it's you good fun. perform ridiculous feats. But they know it as well. Like, yeah. it's all intentional. It's not like you're abusing the system. It's meant to be like a like a proper, you know, classic Western RPG. It's, mm. it's good fun. Anyway, that's what I've been playing. Uh, we've got another question here. We have. It's from David Lever or Lever. Should I stay or should I leave her? Oh, no, I don't know. Uh, hey, Agony <laughs> Uncles, says David. Hello. I need help with the spookiest thing of all. Friendship. <gasps> My friend is convinced... Uh, Are you okay? It's not very nice, this this muff. Uh, what? My friend is convinced... You're going to need to explain what that means to people listening at home. The microphone muff. 
what he means is there is is the foam that's over the microphone. The, the you can't box, just say muff and not explain what you mean. I think it's much better to just move on as though everyone understands what I'm talking it's about. It's too late. It's already happened. My friend is convinced that Death Stranding is a glorious masterpiece from the mind of a genius. Mm. I've tried explaining to him your position and mine that we still don't know what is uh, what it is uh, less than a month before launch. But he just gets annoyed and says... Why can't you just trust him based on MGS, etc.? Mm. How do I get through to him? Thank you, David. David, just let him buy it. Yeah. Um, um, just, just let him. Just let him play it. I have strong, uh, you know, uh, Death Stranding and MGS and uh, Hideo Kojima aside, mm. I have strong feelings about this mentality in general. Right. Nobody, no matter how prestigious or what their achievements are. If they're in the in the world of art and culture, nobody should be above just regular standards of of quality and you know the expectations just because of what they've already done, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, I was Leonardo which the one. Ninja Turtle, Leonardo DiCaprio, Da Vinci, or the Ninja Turtle, mm-hmm. right? Don't care if you painted the Mona Lisa, done a Titanic. Or, or eaten pizza. Or eaten pizza. You better just make sure you eat pizza just as well next time. Or paint Mona Lisa 2 really, really well. Or be in the Wolf of Wall Street and do a good job of it, which he did. He's not a god. He's not a god. He's not a god. He's not. And, and it's that whole thing of, you know, with modern art. I'm sorry? With modern art. What happened there? Just you just turned up. into Churchill. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know with modern art? I do know. When there's that whole thing of like a, a, a blank canvas with like just one red line on it. Mm. And people go, oh, I could have done that. And the, the standard response is, well, you didn't know, did you? You didn't. No. And this person did. Yeah. So actually that makes them better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why it's worth one million pounds. A million pounds. And I kind of think, well, no, actually. Um, I think if whether I did it or whether they did it, if we did it for the same reasons, it should still be worth a million pounds. Mm-hmm. If I did a, a white canvas with a red line on it, it would not be worth a million pounds. But if Hector Van Bumblebloft... A super famous I modern artist. Love that guy. Hector I think he's fantastic. If if he did it, it's worth a million pounds, and I don't understand why. Why is it that if we had, if it was the same message behind, if I said, mm. oh, well, it represents uh, the female uh, yeah. subjugation by men, uh-huh. uh, the patriarchy, yeah, and that's also what his reason was. Why should it be worth any different? Because art is subjective and objectively nonsense yes my point is if i made this weird ass game people would say oh that looks like a weird ass game especially david lever's friend david lever's friend would be like this looks really weird and stupid Mm -hmm. but because it's being made by kojima it's going to be the best thing ever and that doesn't make any sense to me no and i i get that in more ways than one Mm-hmm. Because I'm a big David, mad French genius, David Quage fan, but yeah. I call him a mad French genius as sort of a lovable insult because I know that he's terribly wink wonk in yeah. a, in many ways. And even his best games, Detroit Become Human, being probably the best one, there's always elements that are just a bit cheesy, a little bit David Cage, like peak David Quage. Yeah, 
I loved Beyond Two Souls. It was dreadful, mm. but I loved it because it was so unlike anything else. And I'm just a big fan of those kinds of games. But you you can be a supporter and a fan of someone, but you need to be able to take a step back and say, I really enjoyed it, but I understand why people are apprehensive. Well, I'm really excited, but I understand why people aren't. Yeah, I, I, I don't even think there's anything wrong with, with calling someone a genius for something they have done. Mm. But... But that that shouldn't just mean that, you know, they can then do no wrong. You know, I think it's fine to say Kojima's done some great stuff because he has like MGS one in particular is just, you know, one of the the best games on on in that era. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's a really great achievement that he did there. And uh, he broke a lot of ground. Uh, but it doesn't mean he could just throw out goddess or whatever and suddenly you know it's like 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 molyneux in mm. fact that's a good example he's done some great things peter molyneux thinks he's a genius though. he does but and, and now he's throwing out stuff like goddess you know i've said it tongue-in-cheek but that's actually a very good example and he, yeah you can't just say well someone's a genius or whatever no, they're they're genius, they're they're do no wrong yeah david i think you just let him buy it i yeah. think you just just stick to your guns and don't buy it or or do buy it and say well this is bad but if he's honestly, if he's that excited about it, then then power to it. That's fine. Hope hope he I hope he has the time of his or her life. But if if he's actively saying that Kojima can do no wrong and this game is going to be a masterpiece, then I think you just quietly let him be wrong. That's the thing. I think it's that it's about you know carefully weighing up what's going on here rather than just thinking. Oh, you know, the sequel to my favorite franchise is coming out. It's going to be great. I don't, it's going to be great. Don't, uh, shut up, shut up. It's going to be great. No, 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 no. Don't talk to me. I can't hear you. No, you need to look at the pre-release material and decide, is it actually going to be great though? It's like, Hmm. it's not just because it's, you know. Didn't think they'd add a pissing mechanic to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, I didn't think, God, I nearly, I was going to bring that, that otter stuff, that Conan otter (laughs) stuff to weird news this week, but it's kind of old at this point, but. That's all you need to know about it. That headline as well. Yeah. Does that, what? What does that mean exactly? Have you seen it yet? <laughs> yeah, I have. I haven't seen the the otter animation, but I've seen the Conan O'Brien. Well, that's the stuff. thing you need to watch is him just with the otter hat on, which apparently makes you swim better. It's like a almost like a furry hat, but has has a face showing. Uh, and he just sort of tosses off his own chest as oh he floats on God. his back down a river. I don't I don't understand this game. I also don't really like Conan O'Brien. For some reason. Well, there we go. So it's just getting worse and worse. It's just, it's, this is your dream game. We, we are going to get it, and we will be playing it on stream and stuff. So you can see how, how we? we how we find. It. Oh yeah, big time! Oh, I publicly it's... vowed never to touch it. Well, you don't have to touch it. You can watch if you like. I might just. I'll watch play it. it. Yeah. From the corner, tossing off your chest. Yeah. That would be weird, wouldn't it? That would be actually a weird thing. That would be really. It'd be quite weird. a new thing for me or someone to have done, like a new. You know, like the plural of new is news. Weird. Is it? <laughs> yeah. That's why they're called, they're not called the olds. No, they're not. Can I hit this hard now? It's weird news. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Weird news time now. Peter... I understand that you're going to freak my brain with your strange abilities, with your mind powers, with your weird mind powers. Do you, do you understand that? I do understand that. I am. Okay. I've got a weird news here. Hit me. Don't hit me. Metaphorically hit me. From the BBC. Britain yep. might actually end up being slaves. Gamer buys Fallout 76 add-on domain to criticize Bethesda. Excellent. You must have heard of this. I have seen this. This is by Tom Gherkin. Oh, great name. Not Gherkin, but Gherkin. Oh, oh okay. Um, what would you do if a company did something you didn't like? Some people would take to social media to voice their frustrations. Others might consider writing a letter to the business. Hmm. But when game developer Bethesda... I like how they have to say game developer. Game Beth- developer. Because this, uh, this is a non-gaming site. When game developer Bethesda introduced a new subscription to their online game Fallout 76, David Chapman felt he had to do something with more impact. He made a website, and not just any website. He pinched the domain from right under the developer's nose so anyone looking for information about the subscription would instead be be greeted with his critique. Mm -hmm. So David has registered... Fallout, let me get the exact URL. I think it's just falloutfirst.com. Okay. Um, it is falloutfirst.com. So it looks like the official Fallout First website when you when you go uh, Google it. Right. I'm going to go straight now to falloutfirst.com. So the for, the spelling of first is, is slightly different, right? Is that how he's been able to get it? No. Because I think it's stylized as 1ST is how Bethesda do it. Is his Fallout 1ST or is it Fallout F-I-R-S-T? Yeah, his is F-I-R-S-T. I I think that's how he's been able to do it. Oh, really? But even so... trademarked 1ST. I don't don't know if they've... Actually, that's true. If they had trademarked trademarked F-I-R-S-T, they'd probably be able to get it taken down. Yeah. Which is... I don't know if he he thought that far ahead, but I think he's skirted around it that way for well, he, sure. He also you can't see it on on mobile, but I I looked at it at my desk before we came in to record this, and on the actual tab when you open it in a browser, it says falloutfirst.com, and then in square brackets it says, it says parody, um, and that also oh, might be why he's getting away with it. Okay, potentially because right. in America they have some 
more lax laws if you're doing parody. Um, okay, let me read. Let me read what he's written. So it all looks pretty good. It's all branded. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it does. Yeah. But it, in the Fallout First logo, he's put a little carrot, uh, carrot. A wedge, a little chevron. Oh yeah, a little arrow. A little arrow. There you go. So that it says Fallout F U first. Nice. Um, nice. Nice. Got him. Got him. He he used the full word, not just the F. Oh, okay. You're censoring it for the children at home. There's a lot of swearing in this, so I will be censoring with with initials. He's got the font right and everything, hasn't he? He has. He's done a pretty good job. Uh, I'm not going to read it all, but here it is. Hmm. Private worlds, scrap boxes, and more coming, spelt... The sexy... The weed way. The weed way. Yeah. Coming to Fallout 76 with Fallout FU first. Ever since Fallout 76 launched, we have, we have consistently done nothing to improve and evolve <laughs> the experience based on your sh- shooty feedback. Shooty feedback, yep. That's why we're excited to launch Fallout FU First, a premium ass-pounding membership that offers <laughs> something dumbass players have been asking for since before launch. Private worlds for you and select idiot, I mean friends. <sighs> Full stop. So, we decided to put it behind a paywall. In addition to this huge feature, in mm. quotes, Fallout FU First also includes a host of pointless items and cult bonuses, all of which you can find on my foreskin. What? I don't know what that means. Okay, maybe he was reaching a little bit there. Yeah. And the best part? Fallout FU First is available to screw you right now. Mm. Uh, and then there's a, a sort of a list of the things available. It's Private World, Scrapbox, Survival Tent, at Atoms... Ranger armor outfit and icons and emotes pack. And then he's done a little blurb about each one. So the first one is called Private Worlds. And mm. he's written some stuff about Private Worlds. But then you scroll down uh, and it says 160 microtransaction points to pad my bottom line. Yeah. Uh, and then the third one, oh, sorry, the fourth one, instead of saying the survival tent, it just says the sex tent. Good. And he's written. Some of these are better than others, I will say. They are. Drop the new sex tent to quickly set up a forward operating base when you're <laughs> roughing it nice. out in the wilderness during your next adventure. The sex tent comes complete with a stash, sleeping bag, scrap box, cooking station, and even even an instrument to help you blow hot air up your ass after nice. a day of exploring Appalachia. Good. Once placed, it will also act as a second fast travel point in addition to your main camp, giving you even more freedom to travel anywhere in the map without spending caps. Just your real money instead. Yeah. You'll be able to deploy your sex tent from your favorites wheel. Um, you sort of get the idea, really. And it goes on It goes and on, on and on, and on, on, and on. it's an official Bethesda website. Well, but... his, his writing is, I mean, some of it's not clever, but I suppose that's the point. Yeah. Because Fallout First isn't clever. He's trying to make it look like Bethesda are idiots, I guess. Yeah. That's good, though. I'm so glad he managed to get that. Yeah. It is a good story, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Um, so that's that's a bit of a weird news there for you. It'd be really nice if we could just stop talking about Fallout 76 for a week, wouldn't it? It would. If we like, could just go five minutes without mentioning, without mentioning it, it again. At all. Anyway, Ben, what's your weird news? Class warfare has come to Fallout 76. Oh, okay. Right. I understand. Whoops. This is from PC Gamer, and it's from Fraser Brown. Oh, thanks, Fraser. Fallout first members are the new 1%, is what it <laughs> yeah. says. 
Like the vaults themselves, Fallout 76 has become a curious social experiment. Since launch, the initially e egalitarian West Virginian wasteland has slowly been splitting its community with microtransactions and premium conveniences, which reached their zenith last week with the launch of Fallout First, a premium membership subscription. Now, some players seem to be gearing up for a class war. For a class war. <laughs> For a class for a cl war? A really class war. For a class, a top quality war. Just taking a deep breath here. Fallout First players are being targeted in adventure mode, claims a player on Reddit. The Fallout First icon and fancy gear makes them stand out, apparently encouraging other players to grief them. <laughs> While some seem to think Fallout First players are fair game, others see it as a harassment of innocent players over Bethesda's business decisions. So, immediately, that's fantastic. It is. Because people are seeing them walk past in basically a nice coat and saying... Get him! Yeah. <laughs> He's different. Yeah, you're not from around here, are ya? You think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? It's not like West Virginia was a peaceful commune before Fallout First, however, and, and players hunting down their fellow survivors is nothing new. PvP is also largely opt-in, and you can't be killed by another player unless you're hostile. Generally, there aren't that many ways for people to get under someone's skin. We've even got what looks an awful lot like someone pretending to be a pretending to be a subscriber, riling people up on the other side. <laughs> we need to assemble and build gated communities oh, yeah, for ourselves. Yeah. Reads potato underscore seductions call to arms on Reddit. Piss poor seventy sixers are targeting us. The day before, however, they were calling the game a cash grab. So this is clearly a double agent. Oh. So much intrigue. I doubt we're going to see a bloody uprising of disenfranchised players, but there's undeniably a lot of frustrated players looking to vent. Lots of games have players split, in, split into subscribers and free players and don't get criticised for splitting the community, but in most cases they either launched that way or were originally exclusively subscription-based. In Fallout 76, the subscription came out of the blue. Mm. Every time a utility item was added to the cash shop, there was a great deal of grumbling, so the reaction to a $100 per year subscription hasn't been a surprise. It's extortionate, isn't it? You can get, you know, online, actual online services on PS4 and Xbox are like $40 for the whole year or 40 quid. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to pay $100 for one game to be online. I just love, I'm so enamored by the idea that the weird this is this is just further the weird as they described social experiment that yeah. Fallout 76 has become where premium <laughs> players will just isolate themselves from quote unquote free players they're not free players they paid to buy the game yeah. everybody paid to buy the game but now there's an extra layer where you can feel especially important well this is the thing so i was saying we were talking about this the other day in the office and i love the fact that this is the first, if not the first, certainly the first thing that's happened in a while where an interesting kind of organic thing has emerged amongst the community within the game. You know, the people have started to band together as like one versus the other. And that could be an interesting thing that happens in an online multiplayer game, except 
it's class warfare. And it's come like at the result of the, the ugliest thing It's ever. the ugliest thing. And it's also come because of horrible business practices. Yeah. It's not like a game that was pitched from the start as like, we're going to randomly assign roles mm. and see what happens. It will create an interesting dynamic. It's like, yeah. no, here is, here is our diarrhea game. And here is our diarrhea business practice one year later. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Oh, they're all mad at us. That's strange. <laughs> There's nothing for Bethesda to celebrate in the fact that that has happened no, in, in no. a different world that could be a really interesting you know yeah. outcome of a social experiment style game but. people might be studying this in classes in years to come yeah it's, it's interesting but for the wrong reasons absolutely it's right. like um, that that plague that happened in uh, yes. Warcraft and is now actually studied by like World of Warcraft yeah had immunologists a, had, a, had a plague that spread and just ravaged the NPC population yeah. which is really funny Axic Modern we don't know that one. We think you're a newbie. Oh, Thank you, uh, Axic Modern, if we're pronouncing that correctly, for your support on Patreon. Mm. With the success of games like Outer Worlds and Resi 2, and with games like Cyberpunk on the horizon, coupled with the collapse of some major franchises due to bad business decisions, are we starting to see the tide finally turn on live service games? Are they getting the fright of their lives right now? Oh, spooky. I'd like to hear other people's thoughts on this as well. Thanks. Yes, <laughs> I think th I think it might be happening. I would like to think so. Um, what I we got? What what live service games have plopped themselves? Fallout seventy six, Anthem. So these are games. Anthem. A live service game is traditionally it would be free to play, like Fortnite. Yeah. But Fortnite is obviously doing really well. Mm. I think the the live service games that Axic Modern is referring to here are the ones that you already have to pay a premium price to buy. Yeah. And then. They they add new they add new seasons and content in after the fact mm. and they're going about it in a horrible way. Yeah. Where usually it costs money or they splinter off the community or they come in the, the, the updates come too late or they're abandoned because the game was designed around the idea of these these service updates so it was yeah. really lacking in the first place like Anthem although they had loads of other issues so the player base is just gone mm -hmm. and they abandon plans for yeah. extra stuff um, Andromeda had all of its DLC most of its DLC cancelled um, yeah true but that wasn't a live service game so Fallout 76 Anthem I think are very prominent examples of that yeah definitely um, I guess Battlefront 2 as well to an extent yeah. you know that's there is an offline way to play, and there's a campaign, but uh, it is it was basically designed just to be an online multiplayer game. I think is is really what they were going for there, mm -hmm. and yeah, unfortunately for them uh, and for me as a Star Wars fan, Aww. it's not going very well. It's okay. Um, I think, but yeah, I I for one welcome our new alien overlords. <laughs> uh, I think that you know all the best games of the past year, or maybe not all, but certainly most, mm -hmm. uh, have been. The single player narrative experiences, I would say. Yeah. You know, God of War, Spider Man. Yeah. Uh going back a bit further, things like Horizon Zero Dawn. Resi two. Resi two, of course. Just no nonsense. No nonsense. Here is your game. Yeah. Um, even the games that, as you say, aren't some of them aren't you wouldn't call a live service game, but just have a multiplayer component, mm -hmm. that often tends to be the worst part of that game. Like you look yeah. at Red Dead, um, you know, that's a, a wasteland by mm -hmm. all accounts where people are just carrying soup from one end of the map to the other. Oh, God. Um, and, you know, it, it does much better as a single-player, very deep, rich, uh, fantastic open-world experience, uh, if if you're not me or Ben. Yes. Um, 
this it's it's a difficult line to be able to distinguish, but when you see it, you know it. There mm. is definitely a difference between DLC and live service stuff. Yeah, no, because definitely. a lot of the time it should be free, but they do actually charge for it. So WWE 2K20 has this thing called 2K Originals, which I think there are going to be three or four of they're planned. Right. And it sits there prominently on the main menu, like really big. I hate that. And you open it up and the first one has just been released. For the first like few days, nearly a week, there was just nothing there. And you clicked on it and it said, coming soon. It's like, well, why is it on the menu then? Why is it so big? And uh, you go in there and there's this Halloween spooky themed uh, Bray Wyatt the Fiend um, themed pack, but it, you have to pay for it. Right. And it's like, well, why is it there then? And why is it so big and prominent? That's awful. Mm. I'm not going to pay for that because the rest of the game is crap. Yeah. And why on earth would I be remotely interested in the other ones as well? Mm. Borderlands 3 has this Halloween update. They, I've My pre-ordered version has the season pass and Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 1 were outstanding for their DLC packs. Like, they were really extensive. You just look at the free one they released for Borderlands 2 mm. earlier in the year that bridged the story between 2 and 3 to, to get an idea that actually there was like 10, up to 10 hours worth of content there. Yeah. Like, it's really good. They really go all out. But they're also starting to pepper in because it's the way, sadly, the industry is going. These live service updates as well the first of which being uh this halloween spooky one right and it does have some some levels and some new guns and some new loots and it changes up a few things but i said some new loots didn't i some new loot not the instrument the plural of the <laughs> instrument loots yeah um but then you go into the it's got a special menu option for it as well you go into it and it's like complete these daily challenges and get this many headshots with the spook weapon it's like oh, i just don't want that i know i don't have to do it but i don't i don't even want it as an option like it just it feels like it artificially and and sort of painfully extends the game time for no good reason it makes you just resent it makes me resent playing it if i feel like i have to do that to get a reward yeah it's like the uh the crash the crash team racing yeah. uh yep, yep. microtransactions and grand prix again you know once again not something you would necessarily say is a live service game, given that it has an extensive, sing you know, offline single player. But the Grand Prix is definitely live service. Yeah, the yeah. Grand Prix themselves are, you know, you would say that for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, they've now introduced the microtransactions, uh, which, you know, they're not paid to win, which mm -hmm. is a good thing. But there is just this, it, it makes you, it makes you grind, doesn't it? It like, really If you does. want to unlock these things, you're going to have to unlock all this nitro. You know, why not just let me spend my in-game coins <laughs> just let me do that i've got loads of those from single player like you know it burned me out yeah i got burned on that, that one that me game. too i'm not playing it anymore um no. and i just added uh nitrous brio for halloween i think who's oh, one of my really? favorite characters from crash See, one i'm completely out of the loop now i feel like a, enough time has passed for me to maybe hop back in but there's so many games to play yeah and live live service stuff is not enough to keep me coming back no it's because not it enough. does just feel like a, a to-do list. You know, you log in, it's like, get 50 kills this week with this weapon, mm -hmm. uh, you know, beat this time. And oh, please, just... Yeah. I don't I don't want that. No. Fortnite, as we said, is that that's its whole thing. Mm. And it's free to play anyway. And that, you know, they recently did their crazy event where the, they got sucked into a black hole or something yeah. and every everything went dark for a few days. Brilliant. Yeah. You can only do that with a live service game. But... Can't get away with that with Anthem. No. You can't take that game down for a few days. You can't 
have some world shattering event where the entire map changes because people have paid for it. Yeah. Stop. You can't force that stuff in there. It's either free to play or it isn't. Mm. And developers and publishers seem to be struggling to find the balance. Um, so Fortnite works. The big one that's coming out for me soon that has me a bit worried is Marvel Marvel Avengers. Oh, yeah. Which I can't work out if it's Marvel's Avengers or Marvel Avengers. I think it's Marvel Avengers, even though it was Marvel's Spider-Man. Yeah. Weird and possessive, and the elephants are trampling around upstairs. They They're big Marvel it's fans. the Incredible Hawk up there. The Incredible Hawk up yeah. there. Uh, so that one, I think, is going to have a fairly hefty base campaign. Mm. But they said new heroes, new missions... Missions, all sorts of other stuff like that will be added for free at a later date. Mm -hmm. But the whole way the system works, as we talked about in our Quipscope, is you, you get parts for your different heroes. You get to upgrade, you know, various bits and pieces. There's a loot element that have different stats. And it's all... I just... I can just picture me finishing the game. There's going to be the big first live service update, which follows some comic book storyline or something. And it'll be like, oh, awesome. But... If you want Torby Stank's gold helmet, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to log in every day and get mm. your 100 headshots. And it's like, I can't think of anything worse than that. And that will make me hate your game. Yes. Yeah, and the, the biggest shame about that is that you're, you're, a, you're a big Marvel, Marvel boy. Yeah. I like your Marvs. I do. Uh, in the same way that I like my Star Wars and Battlefront is just doing bad things and i'm also worried that beyond good and evil 2 the other game i'm just can't wait for is going to be similar in that uh we don't know one way or the other if there's going to be any kind of online uh, transactions i think there probably could be but mm. certainly we know it's going to be an always online drm game you have to be connected to the internet to play right which is another thing i absolutely hate because it means in five ten years time that game will eventually just be unplayable. Yeah, like they'll just turn the servers off. And uh, you know, what if it happens to be an incredible game that I just love to go back to all the time? You know, but that's a whole different question. But in any case, it, it's always the worst when it's your favorite thing or one of your favorite things, and then they do. By the way, if you want to basically experience one hundred percent of your favorite thing, you're going to have to go the extra mile financially, or yeah, at least or just time grind. commitment. Yeah. yeah, it's the time commitment as much as anything else that puts yeah. me off, but. Christ, thank you very much for that question. Mm. Um, I, we, boy, we sure hope it does. Mm. Is the is the answer from us? I think. Please stop with this crap. Don't artificially extend the game time for no good reason or charge us to, for the privilege as well. Yeah, don't want it. Don't want it. Peter, I suppose you could call live service stuff to an extent a big waste of time. A big waste of time. Yeah, that's all I got. Do you want to discuss? Not necessarily wastes of time, might be mm. a different topic entirely, but something big. Yes. It's a big discussion. Big discussion time. Uh, I mean, we definitely could have talked about live service games, but that's not how we do here sometimes. Triple Jump's a bit wacky for me. Peter. Yeah, maybe we should have you... inverted it. Maybe maybe that should have been the big discussion. What's that? The previous que the previous question that we just talked about. Like, well, so that was yeah. A, that felt like a meaty... It felt like a meaty chat, didn't it? But mm. I thought, let's go out on something nice. Yeah, okay. Let's have a fun one, shall we? This is from Mark Reitzmer. Reitzmer. And Mark writes to us <laughs> with this question, doesn't he, Peter? He does, yeah. It says, you know how you said you want to go out on a nice one? Yeah. If you could damn one of your many nemeses to hell, 
Where would they, uh, where they would be forced to play one video game over and over for all eternity? What would that video game be? Also, uh, you don't have to include this if you don't want to. What? I, that's what it says in brackets. What? Also, you don't have to include this if you don't want to. don't want to. I like to think there was no bad blood. I'm wondering if you were able to hang out with the What Culture Gang at EGX. Love the content. Keep it up. Thank you, Mark. Those are two very different questions. So should we quickly do Hell first? Or do you want Which to do... one? What culture? Or... <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, we did. We 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 were there. We can address that now. It's not. Let's do what culture first. There's absolutely no. I mean, there's there's such implied drama and nonsense when you work on the internet. We did, we've said it before, and we've said it a thousand times before. Mm-hmm. We have absolutely no issue whatsoever with the fantastically talented and wonderful boys and girls who work at what culture. We love them. We met the girls. We've only yeah. We only, it was only boys when we were there. Yeah, there's actually girls there now, which is. Which is uh, uh, about time. Uh, but with our windows for for meeting each other were very short because they were arriving yeah. on the day we were leaving. But we bumped into them. We had a lovely catch up and chat, and then we went on our merry way. So yes, we did see them. There's no bad. There's no bad blood. There's no bad. It's, there's you no know, bad blood. I don't really know where. I guess there's a bit of confusion because people know that we had. As we've said before, and we're not going to dwell on it, but mm. we've we had issues with the management when we were there. Yes. Um, and I think people just sort of. They conflate, conflate that. Conflate that in their head with Ben and Peter don't like what culture or anyone there or anything that happened there. Nope. That's, that's not it at all. Um, someone's phoning me. Is it what culture? It might be. It might yeah. be our old boss. Oh, it's an 0800 number. That's going straight to voicemail. Exciting. Um, yeah, no drama whatsoever. It was lovely to see them. And it was. It's, Peter and I were 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 obviously heavily involved in the gaming channel when we were there and I can I, I'm sure I speak for both of us when I say it's so amazing to see how brilliantly they've all done absolutely with it it's and the, the incredible things. things that they're all that they're doing I just I just wish that wish that we could have done that kind of stuff when we were there yeah, really it's <laughs> nice to see that they've got the creative freedom to do for sure things that they they want to do and you know even outside of that you know on the other channels I know that Rich for example who does gaming but also he he does um Doctor Who, a lot of Doctor Who content on the main channel, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do more of that before we uh, left. And now, ha- after we've left, he seemingly is allowed to do a lot more of that. So, just <laughs> things like that. People... It just it just took a huge uh, exit of of Loads people, of disgruntled employees for the potentially for the for the management to wake up and think oh, maybe we should maybe we should actually let our employees do stuff because oh my god they're talented and have thoughts and stuff. That's and certainly emotions. our opinion of it. You know, we, yeah. we're not speaking on behalf. No, we're of not speaking for them at Jules all. That or was, Rich or that, anyone else. That is literally that is our grievance with what culture the company. Yeah. Um, they're they're fantastic people. It was lovely to see them, and may they continue to do great things. We would have had a drink with them if we'd had time. Yes, definitely. But we didn't have time. Definitely. Okay, we cleared that up. Everybody, straight on that now. Yeah. Stop implying drama. There's none there. There is no drama. We want everyone to know that. Yes. Let's talk about damning people to hell. Yeah, let's do that. My now. old boss. <laughs> I would send. He's my nemesis. Oh, I would send him to. No, I wouldn't. Oh, no, not him. I would send. Um, who would? Do we have to name a nemesis? No, I this? thought that's what you. Would, I didn't realize you meant the what culture boss. Then when you, I thought you were going to give us some anecdote from when you my boss at, at W H Smith. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I did course. work for a guy that I did call Hitler once. To his face? Yeah, to his face. Oh yeah, I was. Was rude. it? Was it Hitler? It might have been. Oh my god! They caught that guy. You worked in Argentina. I hope they caught that guy. I hope they caught that guy. <laughs> I hope he didn't escape to the 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 base on the far side of the moon. <laughs> that's where he is. Yeah, a la Wolfenstein. 
Um, so we're not we're not naming a nemesis, well, are I we? I wouldn't come in. I didn't come into this with a nemesis in mind. No, but, me neither. Okay. So we're just. This is a game that they're forced to play over and over for all of eternity. Yeah, I think. Have you got one? I I, I couldn't really think of a specific one because like the obvious answer would be just the most inane, repetitive, tedious, probably like horrible tinny sounding screechy game. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that would be. Maybe... Bubsy. Joust. Bubsy, yeah? Bubsy. I don't know why I've got yeah. such a problem with Joust. I joust? I don't like the sound effects in Joust, but joust. it plays okay. Yeah, okay. something like Bubsy, I guess. But um, that almost feels like it's it's got too much going for it. There must be games out there that are just... Interesting. So you're you're going for straight games. up actual torture because that I feel like Bubsy or worse would be the kind of thing that I would designate for all of eternity mm. for someone who wronged me in a in sort of like a murdery way, like the person who killed my parents. You know, right. that's what that's what they would have to play forever. I want them to derive no joy from it. Well, but, I was just thinking of the worst thing possible. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've gone a slightly different route. Okay. So my nemesis, who is a big old Wilson. Not a fan of them at all. I would make them forever play Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Oh. Forever. You're talking about repetitive. You're talking about dull. Yeah. This this has just come out. It's scored sort of roughly in the mid-50s on Metacritic. Mm -hmm. And it's buggy. And it's crap. And it's repetitive. And you just do the same. It's it's worse than Wildlands, basically. Wildlands. I've got some reviews from users on Metacritic, which are always enlightening. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'll read a couple here. This game is bad. There is no way around it. I was a big fan of Wildlands, and for me it feels like Breakpoint is a step backwards in every possible way. Don't buy this. You'll regret it. Game is broken, full of bugs, and unplayable. A piece of master trash. The game is online only, and I cannot get a refund from Uplay when I cannot play it at all. Not just a disappointment. This is a disgusting raid on our wallets. Boring, repetitive, buggy, and desagnedned, that's what it says here, around arrogant monetizing of virtually every single aspect of this ugly company called Ubisoft requires us to pay 60 euro for. Maybe not. English not the first language there. Right. Are they completely of their minds? Do not buy this crap. Don't let them fool us. Don't let them fool Don't us. Don't let them fool us. So this is what this is what I would have someone play forever. Just this just this the archetypical open world Ubisoft experience mm-hmm. forever. Oh my god. You have to live in that forever. Have fun. I just feel like there's at least more content that I mean barely, but there's more content there than you know, Bubsy. Oh or no, Bobby for sure. Racing Ride. It's oh. just I feel like those are actual torture games. Yeah. This is one that would slowly drive someone mad over years and years and years of Rather having to play it within six hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to play Barbie Racing Ride for an hour? Good luck. It nearly oh. killed us. Yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's such a broad question. So many options. Mm. So many ways to make people feel horrible in hell. Um, so it was almost a, a very difficult question to answer, but a good one. Yeah. Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. So you've got no, you've got no, nothing else. You no, just, not really. Just, just you to, just want him to play the horror game. Just a really, really tedious, horrible, maybe, um, <laughs> maybe like a mobile yeah. game. Okay. Um, that is free to play, but has like 24 hour cooldowns. Oh on, no. You know, like Dungeon Keeper 2 or 
mobile or whatever it was so called. they've they've got Three. to they've got to just wait but they have no money yeah they're in hell and they have to just sit i think they get a five pound itunes gift card just right. one five pounds itunes for, gift card for eternity for eternity god you would just you would they would either spend it immediately or never yeah that's right. God, eternity's scary, isn't it? It is really scary. I don't like this question, Mark. No. Why did you do this to us? What if this is actually what hell is? Like, we don't know. I mean, it, I mean, it feels like hell. Yeah, well, I don't mean us here now. Oh, okay, sorry. I mean, this notion of, you know, no, no one truly knows the nature of the universe. We might all just be, we might all just be in a, in a jar on a shelf. And maybe the, the scientist listening in uh, has heard this notion of hell and thought, oh, that's that fun. might be interesting to see what how, how they cope with that. I'll do that. I'll make I'll make a hell. So when we die, we might actually just get injected into the the pong room, <laughs> just pong forever <laughs> and ever and ever. Oh no, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't like that. Okay, I don't like that at all. Peter. Yeah. If people wanted to get in touch with us about all the things we've spoken about today, how would they do that and where would they go? In so many ways. We're available on social media for chit chats uh, mm. at facebook.com and twitter.com forward slash team triple jump. Our Facebook is run by Luke Eldon, mm. who's just kicking actual ass over just there. kicking some ass over there. Kicking it really hard. Uh, YouTube and Twitch are where our videos and content go out. And there's a comment section there, or a chat room, which is where people could also get in touch with us. Right, okay, gotcha. Uh, they're both forward slash Team Triple Jump as well, respectively. Mm. Uh, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you can get an audio version at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. This podcast is sponsored by the patrons at Patreon. Mm. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. One of the rewards... Do you like all these links? One of the rewards from Patreon yeah. is that there's a special room in our Discord uh. for patrons only. Whoa. And that Discord is at bit.ly forward slash Team Triple Jump. Mm-hmm. And the mod there is Jack Bradshaw. I should also give a little shout out to Lord Robich and Cecil Prompts. Oh, of course. Are mods on Twitch and YouTube when we're streaming. 100%. And we've got a website, triplej.mup. And we've mm. got a shop there and, and things and crap delightful mm. if you'd like to follow the two of us on twitter you can do at that peter austin and at confused underscore dude and on instagram at that peter austin and at ben potter 20 we do lists every tuesday and thursday streams every monday tuesday and thursday monday and tuesday being solo streams on twitch and thursday being on youtube worst games is fortnightly but friday for patrons of a certain tier everybody else gets it on sunday it was thursday this week it was thursday this week to coincide with actual halloween we hope you enjoyed it patrons mm-hmm. and uh, the worst games will be out, be out tomorrow for everybody else yeah if you're listening at the time of release podcast of course is every saturday and we do various other shows that are sprinkled in throughout the weeks as well please leave us a review on itunes etc is what it says here mm-hmm. something about algorithms we did a spooky worst games that's yeah. out. You can watch that if you're a patron. There were two Halloween lists well, this week. Well, two spooky worst games. Last two. Episodes. Well, yeah, they were. Yeah. There were two spooky lists this week. Two, two spooky, two, two spooky for me. Mm-hmm. One of which was thirteen spookiest moments from games. Oh. That went out on Thursday. And we did a big list this week. Every playable Resident Evil character ranked from worst to best. Please go and watch that. It's incredible. It's a good one. Finally. Some of you have already heard this, but we will be opening up 
the office address in November at a time yet to be decided for a period of time yet to be decided where we will be accepting postal submissions for worse games and anything else that you might want to send us. Sort of a throwback to last year. Tat. Tat. We're mostly hoping for worst games ever submissions because yes. we're, we're running dry, finally. We uh, are. We weren't able to bring every single of the no, 300 we no, games sadly, we had we weren't. Uh, last year. Um, but uh, we'll also accept actual tat as well. We will. Um, Shelf stuff, clothing stuff anything there will be a deadline on that as ben says and after that window anything received will not be opened on camera mm-hmm. uh, it's basically just something to what's the opposite of it incentivize De- decentivize decentivize from sending stuff after that date because we don't just want to just keep receiving tat now for the rest of time no that um, we, once once we've cut it off we we would we we're so we'd be so appreciative and grateful for anything that you'd you'd like to course, send us absolutely but you know this is this is a working office and we're a small office and we can't we don't have our own room we, we can't time. keep getting stuff after the deadline so there, there will be a period we'll put out a video explaining how it's all going to work and when that is but just so you guys are aware that is gonna happen at some point mm-hmm. we close now with a final word from our sponsor uh which i believe i've deleted m- m- the email with my notes on it was called here far wherever you are guitar hero yeah that was it and they will come to your house and play bad renditions of the beepos songs good renditions of the bad beepos songs actually because they're cheaper they're less expensive to get the rights to yeah is there any? Do they do the Celine Dion song that they're named after in their brand? Selling Dion. Selling Selling Dion. Here um, far wherever you are, guitar our hero. I don't know. I'll have to ask them. Go and ask. So, They've got time. a website. We listed it at the beginning. Yeah. www slash semicolon the thong song dot mp four backslash Titanic three Titanic Adrian's Revenge. Adrian's Revenge cruise hyphen control. cruise control underscore big old music man the sequel dot dot jpeg dot biz so you can go there for more information thank you very much for sponsoring mm. that was real have a great weekend and we will see you again next time we will bye don't play with fireworks if you live in the England Scotland Island or Wales stop it is that this weekend might not be this weekend but it's before the next podcast is it yeah I think so oh well remember remember the 5th of November bye everybody bye bye <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.